Hello, James. Hello, Hetesh. Uh, I've got some really depressing news. Have you finally realised you're not six foot tall? Uh, well, no, I realised that a while back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Other uh... than that, um, I, I was about to buy a motorbike yesterday. I found the ideal bike for what I wanted for the summer. Okay. Um, I've, I've not seen it before and I called them up thinking, you know, surely it's only just come on the market. I'll be able to buy it, put down the deposit, pick it up next week. Sounds good. Unfortunately, they were delivering it to someone as I called them up, and I was like, "Oh, if oh, only no. I'd called, yeah, if only I'd called a day earlier, maybe." This sounds a problem. <laughs> it is. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> I was so upset. I'm still upset because I called them up again today, just saying, "You know that bike you were delivering? Did that guy happen to you know reject it for any reason? And I'll pay you the money now." Um, what did they say? No, unfortunately, no. They, they took it. Yeah, unfortunately, oh. this person bought the bike. Oh, the we bike have a moment of silence for the bike you never had? Yes. Moment yeah. of silence. Here we go. But I guess we move on. <laughs> that wasn't quickly. a very long moment. No, I don't <laughs> want to give it a long moment. I'll find another one. Hopefully. Well, uh, uh, on, the, on the subject of reaching out to people and contacting people, which is which you were kind of hinting at, we had a, a listener get in contact about electric JCBs. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they actually worked, worked being the operative word, for JCB, and they said that basically that the machine should now be able to do a day's operation and then charge overnight. In some cases, depending on climates, you might get a bit less. But yeah. he said that the the way he understood it, that the issues that of the maybe shorter batteries that were had were with the press cars and in inverted commas, uh, which should have been ironed out by now. So, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting. And yeah. and there was one other point I wanted to mention before we get into this, which is because the reason we started recording later today is because I I've realised something. Have you? I've, I've had a theory of. It's actually not why I was late, but that was to do with someone being still on the road. <laughs> but this is, you know, you have ten second cars. Yeah. I have a theory. They're called ten percent cars. Um, Wait, and, why? Wait, ten percent well, cars, right? So you you know when you get in a car, they're normally small, little, cheap. Jeep boxes to run around in stuff like your 107s, your 108s, your Picanto, stuff like that. Yeah. And that the first 10% of the pedal, you think, oh, this is nippy. I bet this would go well if I floored it. And you floored it and the rest of the pedal does nothing. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm like, that's a 10% car because you get 10% of the, the throttle that does stuff. And then after that, it's just, well, it's just yeah. fuel for nothing. No, that's true. Yeah. Okay, um, no, that's a new term. Yeah, 10% cars. Yeah, but shall we steamroll into then the meaty part of the pod? Yeah, I think we should. I guess uh, jingles first, though. Welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious podcast series, where we can be... Where Hitesh does his best intro voice. <laughs> it's the official intro voice. No... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Official supplier to the Olympics. Yeah, I, I need to start doing, like, um, those voiceovers. Start getting paid for one of those. Uh, we, ooh, ooh. The, the cheesy American <laughs> ones. The cheesy American ones, where they've got such, you know, enthusiastic... Do you like toast? Do you yeah. like butter? Then you'll love our toast butter. That's what yeah. you can do. Yeah, I'll do one of those. Hopefully yeah. I'll get paid some money as well. Okay. Need some extra cash. Sorry to interrupt, but, but I just can't resist. 
I know it just it just happens every time. We tr- I tried to make it a more of a conversation, but it just doesn't work. No, we got. Come on, you've got this. You've got this. I've got faith, Hetesh. Right. So I'll start again. My stomach might be rumbling today as well. Oh no! Oh no! Right. So uh, welcome back to another episode of the Facts and Furious podcast series, where we give you a rundown of the latest and greatest automotive news, accompanied by our sometimes furious take from the Petrohead's perspective. Your two hosts are myself, Hetesh, and also James. In today's podcast, we will be covering the government's attempt to curb fuel prices increasing, ProDrive's insane valley car appearing on UK roads, uh, mainly in London. On the subject of roads, uh, there's also that the UK is apparently looking at a £13 billion repair bill to get its highways up to standard. And a number of interesting developments in the world of EV manufacturing, uh, which sounds a bit boring. However, it's actually quite interesting. And to round off the show, we will have a look at our mystery car of the week, as picked by me. And a hint to get you started, it's a supercar made by a manufacturer that is well known for its dull but reliable family cars, before ending with some general motoring announcements. Supercar made by a manufacturer that is well known for its dull but reliable family cars. Yeah. Huh. I'm hoping it doesn't... Well, no, it shouldn't give it away. And this is an actual, it's an actual production model. Oh, it's, yeah, it's Not an actual concept. production. No, no, there's, oh. yeah, you can, you can go out and buy one today if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can go and buy one brand new. Let me double check. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm too good at this game. Um, we should add, actually, because of the way we play Mystery Car of the Week, if you've not heard this before, we put a horn sound over if the if the, if the the host correctly guesses the car before the end of the hints. Now, normally, you get an initial cl- uh, hint at the beginning of the show, and the, the pr- presenter doesn't get it, and then we follow up with the ones at the end. But in this case, I've just got it, which is why the horn sound's there. But stay tuned, and later on, you'll be able to follow Hitesh's clue as well. It, that is provided he stopped crying, because... Uh... I'm... <laughs> I'm just holding my head. I just no, I'm not happy, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I think on that note, we should just seamlessly transition to story number one, which about the the UK government cutting fuel duty. That is, if, are you? Do you need a moment, Hatesh? I'm going to mute myself and then I'm going to carry on crying. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you carry on. Okay. So Rishi Sunak has introduced the a cost saving measure in the spring statement to help combat the in, combat the increased cost of living. So the 5p reduction in fuel duty started on 6pm the 23rd of March 2022, and it'll last 12 months, so until March 2023. There's been a mixed reception from the announcements, with people like the RAC saying that uh, a temporary VAT reduction would go further to support drivers at the pumps, because the trend of Treasury actually benefits from the higher fuel price anyway, uh, while the AA has welcomed the cut, but intimated that without forecourts adjusting their prices, it isn't enough. And I tend to agree with what the AA is saying because yeah, it doesn't matter what the government does. If the petrol pumps prices stay the same, we're, we're all goosed still. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen, but there's um, a motoring body out there that's been calling for other restrictions to be placed, um, such as not driving on Sundays oh, and reducing the... Uh, the speed on motorways to 64, 64 miles per hour. Uh, this actually. this is is this the international energy agency yes that's it yeah no i did catch that there was um 
but it was 10 points, wasn't it? 10 points to save 2.7 million barrels of oil a day. Yeah. Which, for context, is apparently all the, the oil demand of all the cars in China. Oh, really? Fun fact there. Interesting. Right, yeah. <gasps> oh, just have a great idea. Um, you know, Christmas crackers. Yeah. Christmas car rackers, which are car-themed. That would be have- cool. Yeah, car fa- you do, in them you could get little model cars, maybe the wind-up ones. You can have a little race on Christmas and nice little car stats, and maybe a plug for a leading car podcast like Facts and Furious. Actually, that would be ideal. Why not? <laughs> 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 They'll be available at all local stores by next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, if only we had some kind of retail outlet, outlook or yeah, we just need some backers to, to make crackers. Yeah, we're going to have to jump on Kickstarter and then uh, try and get people <laughs> yeah. to actually put funders <laughs> for this now. <laughs> how much should we try and raise? Actually, how much would... You know what? This is something to look into. I reckon £500 should be more than enough oh, just to make and, a batch. And if we could make... The, instead of it sounding like a pop you know, when you pull the crackers, make it more of like a, a bang <laughs> from an exhaust. <laughs> right. I thought you were going to say a room, but I was going to say, how are you going to do that? Oh, that's a point, actually, yeah. If you could do that, that'd be cool. Maybe a, some kind of longer strips of stuff which are put together so when they pull across each other, they kind of... Oh, yeah. I don't know how that would work, but they'd maybe, maybe make a, a rem- more more engine noise. That, I mean, that yeah. would be very cool. Uh, well, but, yeah, moving well, back to our energy-saving <laughs> measures instead of crackers. Yeah. The Which was your favourite of it? Because of the ten points, some of them... Are a bit wishy-washy. I well, to be honest, I think most of them, some of them annoyed me. The, the Sunday driving one, especially. I was like, "Are you trying to tell me I can't take my car out on a Sunday for a leisurely uh, no, drive?" That Sunday's in the cities. Ah, is that what it was? Right, I missed that. Yeah, bit. yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's not little old you and little old me. It's people. But it doesn't say whether that includes like taxis or is that if that if it's just. No, I think it was more just for your. Um... Domestic users, what do you call it? No. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just them, really for them. Some of them, I'm, I, I don't see a problem with, like, I mean, reducing you're already, speed limits. Hey. Yeah, I was going to say you're already part of the 63 mile per hour yeah, group. Yeah, I so. have to drive at 63. Reduce speed limits on highways, fine. Yeah, you know, I, I don't mean the whole time, but like if between the hours of, say, eight and five, or maybe yeah. even t- maybe even ca- capture in commuting times a bit a bit longer drop it down but at night drop put it back up i i'd see no problem with that oh 100 percent if anything i think it it make the road somewhat safer as well actually yeah provided Uh, you didn't have hooligans then just weaving in and out of everyone because they were like (laughs) i'm not going at 60 yeah that's true generally the bmw driver (laughs) you you say that because that's you Uh, Maybe, <laughs> uh, and then another one: work from home up to three days a week where possible. Yeah, yeah. If if you can work from home three days a week and you're not taking public transport in the first place, I'm probably yeah. unless you get your mileage paid for work. I'm fairly sure. I don't know. It just yeah. seems like a yeah, fine to me. Uh, use public. You make this one. I thought was actually the best. Make the use of public transport cheaper. And incentivize micro micro mobility, walking and cycling. So but, yeah, yeah, public transport should be cheaper. Oh no, that's a hundred percent. I think that's one thing that's just been going around for so long, where everyone keeps asking for cheaper public transport. It just never seems to happen, and then you know, there's not no real incentive for people to actually dump their cars and then take the bus into town, for example. 
Um, no. I was actually part of a um, before sort of Manchester Clean Air Zone came about about two three years ago. I was part of their um, focus Clean group. Zone, like, oh, oh, no, no. oh, I know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, originally I was part of the the focus group, and they were coming up with suggestions as to what you think that the government should be doing, what the local council should be doing. And one thing that everyone said was cheaper public transport, but even then, I mean, bus passes are like, what, £4.50, £5 I a day? In, I thought in Manchester it was you got any journey on a bus was a quid. Uh, that's only on magic buses. And then certain routes are being capped or will be capped to £2. See, that sounds good. I like that. I like, I like that as the first time I went and got on, it was like, oh, it's just a pound. It doesn't matter. Because part of the problem I find with buses yeah. is if you don't know where you're going, oh, yeah. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> so, no, that's true. Um, but uh, well, but yeah, they, were, they were basically, everyone was saying they wanted less, lower. Well, yeah, it should cheap. be so cheap to the point that everyone's like, yeah, I'm happy to leave my car. Because, okay, at, at £4.50 for a day rider, it, it's maybe going to cost me maybe a, a, a you know a liter of fuel to get into town, so which is what. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I forgot. With, with current prices, it's, it would actually be cheaper. But what, you know, but what about parking? But there's always free. Well, yeah, parking's maybe another couple of quid. But I know so many free places, so I, I never usually think about parking. Yeah, I suppose so. I I do agree that it needs to be it needs to be cheaper than driving. It yeah, doesn't it have to be, be, yeah. It doesn't have to be free, but it just it should uh, be a no-brainer. That you yeah, know, it should yeah, be a no-brainer. Yeah, um, but right now, if you look at five pounds in it, like actually the convenience, the convenience I get from driving my own car, does it outweigh it? And he's like, probably not. I'll, I'll no. take the car. Um, but I mean, it's, I think that story's changed maybe slightly with current fuel prices. But maybe that would be a great uh, addition to. You know the, some of the suggestions that they had. Yeah, it, I don't know if they had a time limit as in when they'd bring out these suggestions or when they'll implement them. Oh no, this is just people suggesting it. They're not saying that they 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 these people don't have any power to implement them. I don't. Right. Think. It's okay. just they um. So the, I think people at countries might be members of this international energy agency, but. Uh, I don't think they can actually go right from Tuesday. You're doing this, but in, looking through that, basically they list each of their ten points with uh, a number of like a potential savings. So then it's given in thousands of barrels of oil per day, right? And the highest one at four hundred and seventy thousand barrels per day is to increase car sharing and adopt practices to reduce fuel use. So I'm guessing that's driving more economically and and yeah, car sharing. The, which is fine, but I don't know about you, but my my main reservation with car sharing is if it's randomers, are they an axe murderer? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. At this point, we'll all become Uber drivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. wonder whether... Ooh, Uber, which is you driving for people. Right? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> maybe, <Nah>. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... But, so, let me just circle back to the 5P thing. Yeah. yeah apparently... That in was it May? Last well, but late last year after it went over it was so not May at all. But the RSE was saying that basically retailers can just absorb some or all of the duty cut themselves, so not lower the price, pocket the extra money, yeah, um, and it'll just remain rubbish for us. 
and the RSC said that based on the biggest retailers not reducing their price, prices late last year, when the price of oil actually fell quite yeah. sharply, what's to say they're not going to do the same again? Which I think they've got a fair point. Yeah. We, why wouldn't they? they but then they, at the same time, why wouldn't they've always just had oil prices high? I guess maybe... Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, because really they could have had it, but I guess it's what people are willing to pay, and right now with things going on, it's kind of really tested what people are willing to pay for fuel. Um, yeah. And maybe it's proven to you know these big retailers that actually people are willing to pay X amount, and so we can carry on charging X amount. You, you say willing a lot. I don't... It's, it's, I, it's not sorry, willing. It's not willing, sorry. They have to, and so it's it's... But yeah, people. They, they, if you, the there's a lot of figures banding about about the type of people and the number of people which are driving less. So learner drivers, they're thinking about using the car a lot less. They're older drivers thinking. You know, anyone who's in the kind of the, the bracket where money was already tight are naturally going to be going. Well, I can't afford to drive. I'm going to have to drive less. Now, I've I, this this sounds ridiculous, but I've stopped driving at 63. And now drive at sixty one, because because it gets a tiny bit more fuel, and there's just is it, this because of the different new car? Is is the new car more efficient at sixty one now? Well, yeah, yeah, it's new, more efficient, but gonna go a bit slower. Yeah, uh, but I just think I don't know. Are we going to end up in a point where, well, actually, because the fuel's so expensive, demand will drop off a little bit, so they won't make any more. So we're just going to end up in, in the to same go electric. Well, not not go electric, but fuel prices to remain high. Like if they go, oh, yeah. we'll make a bunch more, but then they've got nowhere to sell it because less people are driving. Or is it? Are we going to yo-yo for a bit? Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm sure we're going to yo-yo. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, coming especially now that we're coming up to the summer, people are going to want to go on those road trips and. But instead of taking two cars now, if we were doing a road trip, yeah, if there was maybe six of us going. If we would normally go, well, f- the four people, f- three or four people who want to drive would drive. Would we actually go? Well, we might as well take two. You insure yourself on the other person's car for fifty quid. Yeah, and you'll, you know, the fuel saving would be huge. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but then, would I trust you to drive my car, Hatesh? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Have you not seen how I drive? I'm such yeah, exactly. a that's driver. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I trust you to drive my car. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see what goes what goes down. Like someone did say to me yesterday that they thought fuel prices had come down slightly, so maybe it's trickling through. I mean, I'm still going to my Costco. It's it's uh, it's been saving me t- roughly ten p actually compared to my local Tesco. Wow, per liter. That is ten p. Yeah, per liter. That's nuts. Yeah, it was one pound seventy at the Costco that I'm going to, and one pound eighty at my local Tesco's. And all you have to do is spend ten pounds in fuel to get there. That, that is, uh, yeah. <laughs> or do you actually have to spend ten pounds in fuel to get there? <laughs> no, no. Look, fortunately, I've not had to. I've always managed to find a. Either I'll be out for work, and then I can drop by on, uh, you know, oh, as right, I'm coming okay. back. But, um, yeah, no. I, I that is actually a hard decision. Usually, when I come up to him, like, actually, do I really need to go all the way to Costco just to? That's fair enough. The okay, well, I reckon we park the depressing fuel. Well, actually, maybe slightly more optimistic fuel discussion and move on to something which we are a bit late on picking up, but you seem 
super excited about, so we've included it. I, I just think it's quite nuts, this next story. So I had to, so I mostly saw a lot of, you know, articles and so on coming out on Monday, which was, I don't, so I don't, I won't say that we were late to it, but uh, the pro, uh, what do you pro mean, like, we, this is a weekly news podcast and the news came out last week. <laughs> yeah, true, but borderline, we'll say borderline. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the new story was from ProDrive, um, who have released their Hunter car. Um, it's a car that's, uh, if you're familiar with Rally or I guess your, what is it, Desert Safari Rally drivers, uh, ProDrive are quite well known for some of the rally cars that they put together that are racing across these sand dunes. And they look absolutely insane when you watch them on, you know, on YouTube. Uh, stunning cars, but there's never been a road legal version. But we finally now have one. And uh, the car is similar in length to your Audi A4. Sorry, Siri. Whoa. (laughs) Siri kind of wanted to get involved. (laughs) Product placement at its finest. (laughs) Oh, subtle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the car is similar in length to an Audi A4. And it's similar in height to your Range Rovers. uh, But it's almost as wide as your Hummer H1 that we talked about last week. Will we put some photos of this Pro Drive car on our Insta Instagram? On we the ground? will do. Yeah, I think okay. I think it's a stunning car. So yeah, we'll definitely get some up on there. Um, okay. And the car has been dubbed the Ferrari of the desert. Um, was that by any chance dubbed by Pro Drive? Uh, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Which I thought it was quite funny actually, because why would a manufacturer want to compare themselves to another manufacturer? But I think you know, they're as... maybe just wanting to seem desirable, aren't they? But yeah, um, because do you want to break in your praise of this car for me to to be slightly against the car, or do you want to get to the end of all the facts? No, before... no, you know what? Go for it. Go for it. Okay, I do not get it, Hetesh. I just, you I know. do not get it. Let's say you're stuck in the desert. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That that I'd get if I was or... if I was in a desert rally. Like Dakar, I understand why needing something like this, but a road-going version, and and I'm not going to lie, I think it is incredibly ugly. Um, Really? Yes. I mean, it's a bit, um, you know what it reminded me of? It it reminded me of the Aston Martin's 787 that we talked about a few weeks ago. The back end reminded me of that to some extent. Just the back end, not the front. The back, but oh, if you if I you look the back pictures, looks more like an F type. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, a bit. I'd say it's maybe a mixture of the two. But that that's kind of what that oh, car yeah. no, I reminded I me. I do see the Aston. It's like so when we when we say we think it looks like this, it's the top forty percent, isn't it? That looks like that. After that's if you're it. looking at it square, the, from that bit down, it it looks like they forgot to put a bumper on it. Um, yeah. But it's a rally car. Who needs a bumper? <laughs> but it's not a rally car. This is a, this no. It's, it's a, a road this is the road version. Yeah. Um, this yeah. looks like something Batman's weird cousin Derek would order. <laughs> wait, wait. You mean his uh, Arabian cousin? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, and also, I happen to know you're going to tell me that this is a ridiculous price, whereas an aerial nomad, while not cheap, yeah, it, it seems it... like a bargain compared to this. Yeah, so there's only 25 of these being made, um, and they're being priced at around £1.25 million each. Uh, and that's whoa. before VAT. Ah, uh, 
Yeah. Right. So I one point five million. Did there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made this out of it cheaper, didn't I? <laughs> so yeah, but when you say only twenty five are being made, uh, is that because yeah. the demand isn't there for more than twenty five? Uh, pr- probably. I mean, they've only sold three so far. I mean, at three at one point five million chuck for these, I think sounds. I, I, hats off to the salesperson. Yeah, I mean, the, so the first one went to a Bahrainian royal, so clearly he's going to get some road use out of this, or sand use. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, really, in the UK, I can't see anyone buying one. Uh, but it, it's cool to look at. Um, no. I'm sure some rich Arab will own it. I think the spec's cool. I think the, yeah. like, the, the spec's, like, the, it's got a steel frame, sh- a tubular steel frame chassis, double yeah. wishbone suspension. It's got twin springs and dampers in each corner. It's got a 3.5 litre V6 Ford engine as seen in the GT in it. All cool. You know, it's all, lockable yeah. diffs. But I just think, I don't know, would you not want it to look as cool as that on the outside? But it's it's a, I guess it's a replica of your rally car. So you, if you're, a, I guess, a rally car enthusiast, you'd want something like but this. They, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look at old rally cars, and you think about back to stuff like the the Delta Integrale, um, yeah. the uh, the Audi Quattros, the, even the stu- like the the P the Subaru Impressas, the P ones. Yeah, that for me is like, oh, awesome rally car. Buy my road car version. Yeah, but this is I don't know. You couldn't. I have a feeling you can't take the kids to the school in it. No, you can't. So it, it does only have two seats. Um, what, one of the interesting uses I was thinking of for this car, so um, another fact on the car, it, it features a 480-litre rear fuel tank. Um, it can be... setting that up now. Well, 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 well this, <laughs> is, this is what... So what I was thinking instead, ideally this car, you need it somewhere in the UAE, for example, where fuel is supposed to be very cheap. You could use this car to smuggle fuel back to the UK. <laughs> Go to the UAE, fill it up with 480 litres, bring some of that back. <laughs> How much do you reckon it would cost to fill this then, uh, with that don't cheat, using a rough 165 pence a litre for unleaded now? How much yeah. do you reckon you're looking at to fill it? Well, about 600... No, it'll be more than that. Uh, it will be more than that. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at nearly... Eight hundred pounds. You are looking at nearly just but seven hundred ninety-two pounds. Oh, that was that was quick maths in my head, so I'm happy yeah. with that. Um, which is nuts. That's it is, nuts, nuts. yeah. But just uh, think about all the fuel you could smuggle back. Well, I bet it doesn't do more than about twenty mpg when you put it. <laughs> no, that's at a guess. Uh, yeah, no, no, people... I'd, I'd, you'd be right. So, would you buy one, yay or nay, if you had? If you live somewhere where you could, in theory, use this, whether that's a huge farm or the desert or something, and you could afford to spend £1.5 million on a toy, so let's say you're either looking at something like a hypercar, a car like this, a boat, or, uh, I don't know, a villa somewhere. I mean, if I had, had, yeah, no issues with money, I definitely would. I could see this in my well, garage. So, uh, over those, over, over a hypercar, a big holiday home somewhere, a boat, you'd pick this. Oh, sorry, over them. Yeah, I'm saying uh, you've got 1.5 million pounds to blow on a toy. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Uh, no, in that case, no. Oh, what would you get? 
Uh, It'd be the hypercar, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Do you want to ask me whether I'd buy it? Uh, I, I feel like you already said no. no but yes, Woody James. No, no. Please say yes. No. <laughs> I applaud ProDrive for doing stuff like this. Yeah. But I think. Actually, yeah, I don't know. The... It'd have to look cooler for what for one point five million. I know that sounds a bit a bit stupid, but. But calling something cool is is kind of subjective, isn't it? It's really what your interests. No, it well, I love I love rallying and stuff. Like, I'm a big fan of rallying. I'm a big fan of off road stuff. But I just, I don't. I if this was two hundred grand, say, I'd go. Yeah, that yeah. that yeah, that's a fun toy. It's a bit ugly, but it's a fun toy. Get it in black. It'd be awesome. But one point five million. It's it's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. cool. I mean, I'm going to yeah, say cool. You're going to say not cool. No, it, but... it, it, I think the concept's cool. The looks aren't cool, and the price isn't cool. No. Yeah. Uh, do you actually think they'll sell the 25 that they have? Hmm. So, I mean, they've all sold three already, or they've got potential buyers uh, for the first three. Um, I'm actually struggling to see 25 people buying this, to be honest. But would you have thought that the Gordon Murray... Uh, cars would have sold so quickly. No, the actually no, because I, I could see the Gordon Marie's selling. Um, really, it's got a bit more heritage to it. And what Gordon Gordon Murray? What do you mean it's got a bit more heritage, heritage to it? It's his first car. Are you talking? About... No, but it's based on the. I'm going to forget the T1, whatever. What the T1? I've, I've, I've got my model. Hold on, hold on. I need, a, I need, a, I need a moment to get past that Hetesh. Hold on, just so we can clarify that. Are you referring to to the first Gordon Murray car or the car Gordon Murray is best known for? Just no, so the I first can... one, the T fifty. Oh, T50. thank goodness. Yeah, I thought you'd forgotten the name of the McLaren F one. No, 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 no. I was, I was thinking of the the older sort of. Yeah, Gordon... it was the T fifty and then the T thirty three. Uh, but both of them are. I don't think you can say it's got more heritage because it's. Okay, maybe not. That's like but... saying you've got more heritage than your brother when you're separated <laughs> by basically the same age. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Fair enough. Um, but okay, so I. But I. I think time will tell. I don't know whether or not they'll sell. Maybe they're going to have to sell them if they make them. But whether or not they get 1.5 million for them, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're all going to be rich Arabs that will buy this car. Rich people from Sweden might also ask. <laughs> but they love they love electric cars. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But okay, so right, so that puts that story number two to bed. Yes, story it number three. Yeah, another one so of yours. It is, yeah. So uh, reports suggest that the UK is facing a thirteen billion pound repair bill for UK roads. Sad times. Uh, I know. Uh, the annual alarm report reckons that the UK faces a re- road repair bill, which is actually 25% up on last year's, um, which is taking the total to, tw- to £12.64 billion. Pounds. Uh, a lot of cash. Um, that is a lot of cash. Yeah, apparently road maintenance budgets went up la- uh, last year by 4%. However, repairing potholes uh, has actually had a negative impact on the funding of larger projects such as resurfacing works. Well, um, all but in was it Stoke where they bought that 
the JCB thing we talked about way <laughs> yeah, back <what> when. <laughs> they're probably looking at this going, ha, morons, we bought a, a specific digger for repairing potholes and we're laughing. <laughs> I know, yeah, they, they, they clearly nailed it. Uh, yeah, they other did. councils need to maybe follow through soon. Yeah, clearly, yeah, definitely. We've got a massive shortage and a lot of cash that needs to be spent. But it's, it's uh, I think you've got to always take stuff like this with a pinch of salt because to get an accurate, like if you'd ask the people of HS2, for example, how much it would cost to implement a, a new rail project, <laughs> they'd have been way off. But yeah. likewise, these guys could be way over and we don't really, they haven't really like, drilled down into what exactly they're proposing this this covers like into the minute detail because they can't because they'd have to go and survey every single bit of broken road. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's a humongous task, and I don't know if it's me. Or, I mean, uh, sorry, I don't know if you agree, but roads just seem to be getting worse and worse, and I, I'm kind of really disappointed that you know I, I wish we had nice roads to drive on. I'm sure it would help with the fuel situation as well. Well, so I have a I have a theory, right. Yeah, and it's not very it's not a very complex theory, but the roads which are getting worse are the roads we all use every day, so they're not fun anyway. Uh, because yeah, I I I agree. Are you printing something out? No, sorry, my uh, laptop's massively overheating. Ah, uh, yeah, it's all that it's all that Bitcoin mining. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my theory is that. The roads we use day in, day out, they're the ones going downhill because cars are getting heavier, bigger, there's more traffic on the road. Of course, they're going to wear out quicker than what they what they used to. So but... those people buying SUVs. Yeah, exactly. Like you for your mum. But, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it, my, I cling to the hope that the fun roads, which, which you have to really go up your way to find, there are still some decent decent roads out there to enjoy because people don't use them as much. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I, I do agree with you that there definitely seems like around where I am, there seems to be a lot more of instead of just, you know, like a pothole going where like one section of, of the, of the side of your road, like say your left-hand side. Yeah. There are whole bits which are kind of sinking. Oh yeah. And you end up then with kind of, it feels like you're going over a wave machine Yeah, in your car. Yeah. I've seen a lot more of that where I am. Potholes do seem to be getting patched, but the repairs will last a couple months tops. Yeah, they start crumbling away and then you're back to square one again. Yeah, and it just, uh, I don't know, it just seems utterly crazy it's, that, Yeah. I, I don't know what they can do though, if they've not got the money, if they've not got the resources to well, do the road. So it's either, it's, either, it's either A, they've got the money and they're really bad at implementing the, the improvements, or B, they've not got the money. And they're really bad at implementing the improvements. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say maybe it's a it's a supply slash manufacturing issue where maybe the suppliers on the market for you know providing the tarmac or whatever the you know whatever they use to repair these holes, maybe yeah. that's just not good enough for the job, and maybe that's where the issues are. It could be, but I'm not. It's not like around here. I'm not seeing a company do, redoing a road every week. It's like all oh, that road needs needs doing, but yeah. just nothing gets done, and then the that road now needs doing as well. It's not like they're, but I guess are you, are you... yeah for pothole repairs really not not for when they do whole resurfacing jobs. Um... Wait, what if we flip this on its head and go? Well, actually, we're going to stop looking after main roads. We'll keep looking after the motorways, 
but any A roads aside from fun roads, so yeah. ones out in the sticks, we're just going to leave, we're going to turn them back to dirt tracks. And then all they have to do is make sure that, I don't know, a uh, some kind of roller goes yeah. over them regularly so that we don't get lots of potholes. But then we won't be able to do our, you know, rally style driving. Well, actually, no, we will be able to. We would be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, maybe. Uh, no, it sounds crazy. I'll give, I'll give you that. But actually, would that be a bad idea? If the roads were, were flat, but uh, not tarmacked? I think my concern would be, I'd be kicking up so many stones, I'm assuming, at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel sorry for whoever's behind me. Because someone's going to have a cracked windshield soon. People get cracked windshields anyway. Just make tougher windscreens. <laughs> Bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, or have deflectors on your bonnet. Yeah, but I don't know, but you, would you, why would you be flicking up stones all the time? Uh, because there'll be dirt tracks with stones on them. Yeah, but you know, think about how many people would drive over it over every day. Yeah. How well it'd be packed down. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Unless yeah. someone decides to stop at a particular spot and the road decides to just cave in slightly. And then you but get that's that. where your roller comes along, just rolls along. Like you know, you have piste bashes for ski slopes. Ah, oh, right, yeah. That, but for roads. I don't know. I, I, I feel like you're not sold on this plan. No, it, it's <laughs> muddy. We have, we get so much rain; it'd just be muddy, yeah, and I'd have to do. wash my car so many times. You have a white car. You have to wash it every two paces anyway. <laughs> uh, that's true. That is true. Uh, yeah. No, okay. Uh, well, when I come to power, we'll, I'll implement one of these, and we'll see how it goes. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Once so, you dominated the world, right? I think that dominated the world. Whoa, <laughs> Putin! <laughs> oh, but there were some stats. I think you you had been talking about for yeah. So um, some of the key report findings um, was that there's nearly thirty seven thousand miles of the road network that needs to be rebuilt by twenty twenty seven. Yeah, it was asterisks could. Could need to be... Re- yeah. Oh, okay. But I reckon it'll be more. Is that based on your extensive survey, survey of the UK road network? Uh, yes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on, you know, experience of using the roads. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, mm. I currently do maybe a thousand miles some week. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to say I'm very well... Uh... Is it the same roads? It... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right, okay. So but, you keep going, oh, these potholes. Oh, potholes on the way back too. <laughs> yeah, no, same road, but you know what? I saw it twice. <laughs> but um, there's also some um, other findings, which is that uh, on average in the UK, um, potholes are filled every 19 seconds. Um, I thought that was quite good. Uh, but it's Do you just know what not that reminds enough. me of? What? Did you ever used to watch the Catherine Tate show? No, I didn't. Well, she did it. She did a sketch with it. It was in an office, and it was a woman. A, she was a Geordie woman, and she she was always trying to get money out of a colleague for some kind of good cause in inverted commas. But it was always really niche, and it was. And he'd always say, "Oh, you know, I can't. Sorry, it's a bit money's a bit tight this month or this week." Yeah. And then she'd be like, oh, "Let me try and do the accent." That, we'll say that. Did you know that every night? Teen seconds, some poor blighted. I've gone Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll just do it in Irish. Some, some poor blighter gets a pothole filled. <laughs> that, that, that was so. Oh, just right. put my hands up there as the worst Georgia accent ever. <laughs> that was. I, <laughs> why, I man? Did every nineteenth? No, I just can't do it. You were in Newcastle for what? Four I know years? for four years. <laughs> oh, this is why I had to leave. <laughs> You have to do the Irish accent. Yeah. No wonder they were. They must have been so confused. <laughs> but okay, but seventy nineteen seconds. That's yeah, fairly so good. You think, but yeah, but yeah, apparently not good enough. Oh, if they lasted a bit longer, it, it would have been good news. But yeah, it's the same pothole, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> um, and also, on average, uh, roads are resurfaced every seven decades. That, I thought, was nuts. That is pretty nuts. Do you think, though, that that's skewed slightly from this road is used 24-7, resurfaced every six months, that road from upper Glamorgoth to lower Glamorgoth, and the, the, I'm hoping that's a made-up name, by the way, um, yeah. is used by one man, and that's him walking his sheep. Yeah, true. Yeah, they've they still got cobbled stones on this one. So, you know, <laughs> not being, it's been so many centuries at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure where that date is from. Or, oh, sorry, what sorts of roads it, it, it's referring to. But that, okay. that was one of the other findings. And also the last one, which was uh, local authorities uh, would have needed an extra £1 billion last year just to reach their own target road conditions. And this doesn't include for any backlog of repairs as well. It's kind uh, of scary numbers, isn't it? When you start, when you get up to the billions. Yeah. It just seems nuts, isn't it? A billion just doesn't seem like a lot of money anymore. No, and it, yeah, it's tossed around like, oh, you just just thirteen billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an extra billion. Oh, when you're going, oh, I could really do with an extra tenner this week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Can't uh, take up a fuel this week, but, you know, an extra billion, yeah, not a problem. Okay, so uh, would you, here's a question for you. If we, for whatever reason, as a country, found £13 billion, pounds, had maybe been an accounting error and they'd lost some money for a while, they, would you spend it on roads? 100%. That is a terrible answer. <laughs> I mean, okay, no, sorry. There are more Education, important things. NHS, yeah. <laughs> roads. <laughs> okay, I mean, going to touch on a slightly different thing. You know what? If we started taxing all these big corporations that need to, you know, avoiding taxes, we wouldn't have this issue. No, that's 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 true. The tax situation is a conundrum, and I, but I fear it's a conundrum we cannot solve. No, especially not in the car podcast. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tune in to our accounting podcast. What would it be called? The Figures and the Furious? I was just trying to think. Yeah, <laughs> the Figures and the Furious. <laughs> oh, dear. But okay, so you'd blow an extra £13 billion on fixing some roads. Uh, I'd probably I'd probably put a bit into I'd probably just distribute it across roads, uh, the NHS, maybe build a couple of new schools. Uh, we don't need more schools. Actually, the the one area of the area that I grew up in, um, there's my old high school, and literally maybe a mile down the road, they're building another high school. Is that because they've like, not got enough space at the other one? I don't know. There's about what is it? Two other high schools in like a five mile radius. So I don't know. Oh, sorry, not five miles. So probably in like a three mile or two mile radius. 
I was going to say five miles is, is a pretty big area. I would love very much to see some kind of Hetesh campaign for no schools. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see the community turn on you. <laughs> you know like, what? I might no get a following like Farage. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. You'd be like, no more schools. No more schools. And they're like, what do you know? How many kids have you got? And you're like, none. <laughs> but I've seen people with kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've buttoned that up. Uh, never go to Hitesh for political advice, and also never come to me for political advice because we're not equipped to be able to answer it well enough. Yeah, fortunately, we're not politicians. We know what cars though. Well, I do. You, I'm... I guess you Great. do too, Hitesh. Oh, thanks, James. <laughs> so, <that. laughs> mo- moving back on to cars and the bit about the change in the EV landscape, there have been a couple of stories this week which I think could be, well, I think they're indicative of the times and the where things are going. So the first one, which I think is a positive one for UK car manufacturing, is Jaguar Land Rover and a company called Envision AE, nope, yeah, AESC, are in discussions yeah. over an EV battery partnership. And this is basically... I think to match Land Rover, Jaguar Land Rover's expansion plans, they're going to need someone to be able to produce their batteries for them, which isn't right. uncommon. It, yeah. it's, there's nothing. It's not. It's not like they're going. We can't do this. It's fairly common for people to outsource stuff like that. Um, but the potential partnership could lead to another gigafactory being built in the UK, which is uh, along the same lines of the one built in Sunderland or being built in Sunderland, which is actually Envision AESC is behind oh, right. that factory as well. Um, the com- Envision started as a joint venture between uh, a company called NEC, not mm. the place in Birmingham, and Nissan back in 2007, but it changed its name in 2018. But that's kind of back history. It's not confirmed for definitely happening in the UK. I think they're also considering Spain and Hungary. Um, yeah. But I think Jaguar Land Rover would prefer the UK, or at least that's what they're I saying. I guess it outwardly. helps with the image, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh and as just a, one more thing about Envision, they are in talks with, apparently in talks with a, a number of other car makers. And I think from 2025, they're going to start making some of Mercedes batteries. So, Oh, interesting. I think watch that space. I definitely think, well, but what we'll do is I'll, we'll go through these three relevant or related stories and we can kind of jump back to them if that yeah. works for you. Yeah, um, that works so, for me. So the next announcement, which is very, very similar to the Jaguar Land Rover one, is that the Stellantis Group, which, as we've said before, is like Fiat, Jeep, Alfa Romeo. Right? There's 18 brands which sit underneath it, though some of them are kind of commercial arms of the others. But their, Stellantis and LG, are, are, their joint venture is another gigafactory, but it'll be in Canada. Uh, supposed to be about £3 billion investment and set to open in 2024. Uh, which I, I think is... It's supposed to be the first one of its kind in Canada, so it'll be almost as important for them as I guess it'll be for like the Sunderland one is for us. And the, like the border between Canada and Detroit is so close. I'm, I'm always surprised that there hasn't been more of a, a car industry maybe set up in Canada. But yeah, uh, I think they're they're hoping. Uh, oh, rather, sorry. Although it is the first of its kind in Canada, there is there is other stuff going on in Canada. So the UK-based company British Vault, which we can see why they got the name, <laughs> is hoping to open a factory in 2026. And also they're looking at lithium mining, which is 
I guess yeah. necessary to make lithium ba- lithium ion batteries. So they've the one thing is it's called Snow Lake and it's a fifty five thousand acre site, and it's expected to produce around one hundred sixty thousand tons of this certain type of type of lithium when it opens in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I, uh, that's sounds quite interesting. Nuts. Yeah, especially because lithium, I thought generally was it's easier to produce in warmer countries, but. What do you mean? Because um, a lot of uh, the lithium that we currently get, that's from like warmer climate countries. There's not really any sort of, uh, you know, places like Canada or clo- colder climate countries are really producing that. No, much. I've not heard that before. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember where it was, but th- that that's what I thought. Or oh, I oh, had okay. in the back of my mind, but something to oh. look into maybe. Well, well, um, on the last story, this is about another gigafactory. Which I guess must be the buzzword at the moment. Yeah, everyone that, wants one. Yeah, give me a gigafactory. <laughs> yeah. I wonder at what point uh, a factory turns to a mega factory, turns to a gigafactory. Is it like, yeah, you get 49,000 square feet, mate. Yeah. Oh, 49 square feet plus one, that's a mega factory. And then you know, is it is yeah. it literally like an extra square meter pushes it over? Or can could we say we're starting a gigafactory yeah. for our cracker business? Yeah, we're, we're producing two crackers a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One for each hand. Gigafactory uh, in the back of my garden. <laughs> yeah. So, but this gigafactory is in Berlin, and it was the basically Elon Musk has been in Germany, being Berlin, to hand over the first models built from this factory. So they were model wise, and right. there were there were thirty models given to families. The output of the factory should be around five hundred thousand models per year which is when it'll be at full capacity. The aim is in two years' time. Um, and I think the production, fili- production facility is quoted as costing around £3.2 billion. Pounds. So, but hmm. we'll, go, we'll start on this story and we'll work backwards. What I find really interesting about this, and, and I missed this at the time, I don't know if you did as well, but yeah. they had a, a lot of delays actually with getting this the factory up and running. So part of it was COVID, supply, t- supply yeah. chain issues. But then it was a, a large part of it was to do with water demand. Like the surrounding area, there were uh, there was a protest oh, right. group about they were the concerns that the the Tesla factory will put too much of a demand on the existing water supply for the region that they that they uh, that they were protesting against it. And it, I think it went to court. And I mean, obviously Tesla have come out, they yeah. button, come up with some solution, but. It, I don't know, it just found quite... I think because some stories cited stuff like environmental concerns, which because you, if you're reading about electric cars and you've seen stuff, all oh, the factory might not happen for environmental concerns, your mind, or my mind, automatically goes to carbon footprint. Yeah. Whereas actually, scratch beneath the surface, it was because the water supply in the area isn't isn't um, unlimited, like it isn't anywhere, and there were concerns that they'd run out. I mean, it, it, there was even one person quoted saying that their region's been advised for years to try and find ways to save water. And he's saying, and now the richest man in the world rocks up with a big bag of cash. And we're just going, oh, yeah, here's a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that is interesting, isn't it? Because it's always, uh, well, I guess it's always industry that drives the need for, I guess, certain things to then be implemented, like a new water pipe now for these guys. But if anything, I think they should be celebrating it. Or maybe they are at this point now. Well, do you think they want a Tesla factory? Would they would they rather have another Volkswagen factory or another 
Mercedes factory? Do you think part of it is Tesla, or do you think that would be a bit unfair to, to guess? I'd say it's maybe a bit unfair. But I, I, cause I see what you mean. The first thing that usually pops in my mind is, you know, a large gigafactory going up locally means more jobs for the local people. So you wouldn't think they'd be against it, especially if you've got a large business such as Tesla coming along. Yeah, and it's not like they're, you know, sorry, it's not like they are handling waste, uh, nuclear waste, is it? Or no. some kind of awful chemicals and pushing them. Oh, here's the thing. Someone said to me the other day that apparently in flood, when, when there's a flood warning, that factories or a certain amount of industry are allowed to dump more waste into the into the waterways. Oh, have you heard that? Because I've not verified it, but I just thought that sounds like a con. Is it maybe to, I guess, something to do with diluting it to certain levels? I guess. Well, I've, I'll look into it for, for yeah. another podcast. But I, just, I thought that's you just on the offhand. No, yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm guessing because it's always. Uh, for example, like when you go into fast food restaurants, you can have certain amounts of particulates in your oil before you need to change it. I'm guessing it's why are you ordering threshold. oil from a fast food restaurant? Sorry, not oil. <laughs> no, it's. A, I had a friend who used to work as a, a at a fast food chain res, a chain of restaurants, and um, they had this. Oh, tester. the cooking for the cooking. The thing. Cooking, yeah. Oh, and, right. Uh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because I don't know. I heard some scary stories where. You know, your oil could basically be black, but because it's not hit a certain threshold of particulates, they'd carry, on... <laughs> yeah, they'd carry on using it. Whereas, you know, typically in your other sorts of non-fast food places, they'll just think, oh, yeah, it's going dark. Maybe switch it out now. Okay. But, um, okay. yeah, different story. But anyway, maybe I'm thinking something along that line where because of because it can be diluted down to that level and you can carry on using it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so detour, detour over back to so Stellantis and LG. What do you think about being built in Canada? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I, I don't know whether to be disappointed with them actually. Why? Uh, on this one, because especially because it's a company's called British, well, it's a UK based British Vault. Uh... Oh, no, no, sorry, that's two different. So they're two different facilities. Oh, two different facilities. Yeah, so right, the okay. Stellantis and LG one is different. So ah, we'll okay. just we'll park British Vault for this week, I think, because that was more of a nugget. I don't actually know a fat lot about it, but the Stellantis right. one is the main, is the meat on the plate. Yeah, I guess interesting, especially because well, a lot of Stellantis's uh, cars are what European based. So well, I think it. I think the tie-in comes from Jeep. I think because Jeep sits under their brand, and I'm sure Jeep or something like, or they were last year about five percent of the market in America. Right, okay. Having a base there for batteries probably makes a lot of sense from that point of view. Yeah, true. Uh, but uh, you, a lot of the other brands, you're right, I think are, are they going to be more Europe? So they're going to, do you think maybe they're going to have, they'll have to have US, well, like Tesla have done, US, Europe, Asia. Yeah. So but, there's probably more on the way. Yeah. There's, a, there's probably an offer on Giga, gigafactory.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, okay, and what a Jaguar Land Rover. Any thoughts on uh, that? Excited? Disappointed? I don't know. Maybe disappointed. But... Yeah, um, I was interested in that one. Um, there's another Gigafactory going up in Coventry, I think it is. Oh, really? Is that, uh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting the name of it. Um, 
Coventry. Yeah, but I I thought that was a Jaguar, a Jaguar Land Rover one, so maybe it isn't. But only reason why I thought the Coventry one would be because well, Jaguar's based just around the corner. So proposals for the UK's first Gigafactory on the site of Coventry Airport. I think that's going to be a nightmare for takeoff and landing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that one, I, I originally thought that was some maybe something to do with Jaguar Land Rover. I, did, I didn't really look into it, to be honest. But Well, so it says the West, Midland, West Midlands Gigafactory is a public-private joint venture partnership between Coventry City Council and Coventry Airport Limited. It has it's had so unique... It's had some, I just can't read today. It's had support from a unique alliance of West Midlands industrial groups Local government and academic institutions. Hmm. Well, that's so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm surprised to see that Jaguar didn't decide to jump on that rather than, you know, partnering up with Envision to then look at gigafactories in other parts of the. To country. be fair, would you, if you're given the choice, would you partner up with councils or a company which makes batteries? Okay, no, fair point. <laughs> no, that's true. I wouldn't trust the council on that. So <laughs> I'm guessing the councils are maybe only slightly involved. But even then, um, just just boiled down to those two elements, it kind of seems like an easy decision, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot of jobs coming in the EV market, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. O- unless they're all going to be automated and they'll just be robots doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be scary. Yeah, we but don't need people. No, we don't need people. Well, robot technician, that's where it's at. Actually, that's true, yeah. If you've got Until a chance, they make robots. Yeah, robots to look after robots. Where does it end, James? <laughs> when there's no humans left. <laughs> oh, no. We all get to sit back and go, oh, you remember the movie WALL-E? I love WALL-E. I think it's a great film. You imagine, is that the sort of world? You know. Yeah, that's probably... Have you actually on the subject of films? Have you seen a film called I think it's Reminiscence? Uh, that's a look. I might have. It sounds it's like got Hugh Jackman in. It's fairly recent. Oh no, I've probably not seen it then. No. Um, so the 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 concept of the film is actually not really that relevant, but it's set in the future. Yeah. And it's the first film that I've seen where I've thought. I mean, I mean, there's been disaster movies, but this film film set in the future and. I can't remember which US city it was in, but it was flooded. Right. Because the base and so you imagine you if you saw like an aerial photo of a city now, yeah. but instead of roads, there were rivers. Like Venice. Oh, like nice. Venice and New York were combined. It's supposed to be very romantic. <laughs> yeah, but that was but that's a, it, it, it kind of hit me like, well that that's what we'd be that's what we'd have. But yeah, regardless yeah. of global warming, over the course of the planet Sea levels yeah. rise and fall. There's ice age. There's warm age, whatever. At some point, that city would look like that, wouldn't it? Scary, yeah. It is scary, and I'm thinking we should be we should all be going around in boats. <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should be building buildings now to be able to be yeah. fifty meters underwater. Um, but it just kind of it struck me, and it's and and in the film, no one comes out in the day because it's so hot because of global warming. They, well, they they only come out at night, and right. it's all flooded. They they put barriers up so some bits aren't as flooded. I need um, to watch this so. movie. I, I I don't understand how I've missed it. It it was it was a really really interesting concept, and yeah, I I, I won't spoil the film because it's nothing it's nothing really to do with 
the weather yeah. and global warming, but it, it, yeah, it was kind of, it was eye opening, and it, it just kind of, you know, when something just strikes a chord with you, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. But this does is that the future? Yeah, yeah. So we should probably start a boat podcast. Yeah, we should do <laughs> the floats and the furious. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> We're expanding. Uh, yeah. So, Actually, I, yeah. oh, sorry. I was going to say maybe we should start investing into some boat companies now. Yes, Watch them grow. I hear they've got a sail on. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> uh, right. I think we should end there before we descend into more punnery. Yeah, let's do that. For people that don't know, Mystery Car of the Week works like this. One of us picks a car, and it'll be a specific make, model, and body style that we came across during the week while dreaming slash drooling over the classifieds. We'll then drip feed the other presenter five clues, plus the starter hint you had at the beginning of the show, to see how quickly they can guess the mystery car. We invite you to play along and let us know whether you guess correctly and or you beat the host either through Instagram or the poll associated with the pod if you're listening on Spotify. If the host guesses correctly before the end of the clues, we'll insert an oh-so-subtle horn over their guess, so not to spoil the game for anyone yet to identify the mystery car. So the hint at the start of the podcast was a supercar made by a manufacturer that is well known for its dull but reliable family cars. Unfortunately, somebody guessed the car. Some genius guessed the car. I'm disappointed with myself. <laughs> well, I think you should more just be impressed with me. I think that would make more sense. No, no, I'm going to say disappointed with myself. I, I need to catch you. One of these weeks, I need to catch you out with a car that you don't know. And I can be like, ha, James, you, you shouldn't get that one. This Maybe because I did say, you did tell me that it was still on sale when I asked earlier. Maybe that was that was kind of the big, that really narrowed it down. Yeah. I uh, but I don't actually that. think it is still on sale in the UK. You know? No, that's what I mean. That's why I, I had to... <laughs> It was up until very recent because it didn't. The latest model didn't perform that well in terms of sales, and I have a feeling that it was either pulled from the market, uh, you know, the market. But that's why I had to. But up until very recently, yeah, it was, was very recently. I, I yeah. would just like to say though, and I think I've said this to you before. It might have even been on the podcast. If I had lots of money, yeah, th- that would be the supercar I'd buy. Yeah, it's no longer on their website. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's now been pulled. Well, I've been pulled. Yeah, but, but we, so I guess if we just plod through the clues, and I'll just have a, we'll have a little bit of an interjection so people have time to digest the clues while they're thinking about it. Yeah, that um, sounds good. So my first clue for anybody that's not guessed the car and ruined it, um, <laughs> <laughs> the car featured pop-up headlights. And uh, at this point, I was hoping you'd you'd think I was you know going down the line of maybe a Mazda MX-5 or you said a, supercar. I know, actually, no. Yeah, it wouldn't work. But for somebody that doesn't know, maybe that would have thought. Dear. Yeah, because they... I, I really love, the, you know, pop-up headlights. They're my favourite feature. And I've, I've actually been looking through the internet just trying to think, shall I buy another MX-5? You get, you get the, 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 I think you should. I think, although this is probably boring to people listening, you, your problem with your Nissan 350Z is it's too expensive to run and it's too expensive to repair to be, yeah. um, and it goes too quickly. I, I don't mean that as in it's too fast. I mean, for the road, which is where you predominantly have the fun in it, it's not yeah. very hard to get it to speeds where you'd be in a lot of trouble. 
Whereas the MX-5, you can bomb along a good country road at 60 and have a great time. Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, only problem is the prices have gone up so much on them. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, the most examples I've seen so far, they're, they're between three and £5,000. Yeah, is... but what can you get for three grand nowadays? Not a fat lot. No, that, that's there aren't true. Many, there aren't many cars below three grand, which are popular, well-known for being good, and somewhat reliable. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I think I just got so used to, I guess, what I paid for my car, which is, I mean, at that point, there was plenty of examples going around for like a thousand, one thousand five hundred sort of figure. Yeah, um, you can get you can get a Mark II one for fifteen hundred quid, can't you? A, a but nobody one. wants a Mark II. Everybody wants pop ups in their life. Jeez. Yeah, that's true. I, thought, I, 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 I have had both the Mark One and the Mark Two. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, I love them both. But and but, pop-up, but, 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 but pop up headlights as you're driving by, somebody looks at your car and you're like, you know what? Pop-up. Pop up headlights are cool. I, I don't don't take away, but I, it wasn't like pop up headlights. I, I wouldn't buy a car that doesn't have pop up headlights because that's what I've, you know, that's the only car I've ever bought with pop up headlights. Yeah. Much like certain things are cool, but the, the, I'm trying to think of an example, but my mind has gone completely blank, which is ideal. But, yep, I can't think of an example. <laughs> but yeah, right. I, I, it's not. That is not the defining reason I buy the MX-5. I buy the MX-5 because it's affordable and fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that is true. Because there are, there are other examples. Like, you've got the original RX-7 uh, that had pop-up headlights. Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't the, the Mark on Supra have pop-up headlights as well? Uh, it did, yeah. Um, also, you've got the MR2. Um, yeah. The original GT86. Well, one of the older GT86. I don't know if it's the original. I think that did yeah. pop-up. Basically, Japanese What are the... Yeah, a lot of Japanese cars, yeah. And, yeah, I thought it was a great feature, but, yeah, the one that's maybe affordable and also still still works, actually. Oh, Lotus um, Elan. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, what? Look, I said Lotus Elan. Oh, yeah. But they're not cheap. No, they're, they're not cheap. But I guess the, the MX-5 is quite, you know, good in that sense. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So yeah. that's clue number one, the car featured pop-up headlights. Yep. Yeah. Um, clue number two is that the production ran from 1990 to 2005. Um, so this actually technically, really, we we got confused here because I I was guessing the late, the last version, but you yeah. actually wanted the first version. I did, yeah. It was, uh, it was a Mark one. Yeah. Um, but but so you, this you, was you just maybe, really... Maybe we just need to get more clear next time. I guess it was... Yeah, I mean... It doesn't really matter. It was is okay. Yeah, no, sorry. I probably could have said that, but the particular generation I wanted. But at this point, I knew you would get the car, so it was just completely pointless for me. To oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think then moving on to point number three, um, it was the first car to have a high performance application 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 on, application, which is, as we all know, the French application. <laughs> Which this car isn't. It might. Of the VTEC system. Uh, so at this point, uh, I was hoping really, uh, you know, it narrows it down for everyone. It's a Honda VTEC, high performance. Uh, oh, no, but hold on. Wasn't it... So this wasn't the VTEC Bro, it was just VTEC. Uh, VTEC, yeah. <laughs> I've been, sar- been sarcastic. I know. When I say VTEC Bro, I always think Civics. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so that, yeah, it's not the Civic VTEC. No, it's not. It's not the same VTEC as the yeah, that bro. <laughs> um, 
but a Vitek, um, which yeah, I thought I thought it's quite interesting because I mean it makes it'll make it more apparent in the next point. But yeah, high performance with the amount of break house power, I just. Break just, house power. Break house. I You're falling apart. Head, what are you doing? <laughs> it's getting too warm in my room. Break the... house power, which is roughly the the amount of energy required to tow one house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This had a couple of yours. Um, sorry, we're gonna open a window. It's getting stupidly warm in the room I'm sat in. Hatesh melted. Never leave a Hatesh in a car park without rolling a window down. Oh, he's actually gone. <laughs> don't jump I'm still here I'm still here I was literally I just had to mute it so I don't put too much background noise in but no, yeah okay. I, I'm sat in what is the sunroom and uh, nothing fancy it's basically just a conservatory but greenhouse. it's stupidly warm <laughs> it's a greenhouse at this point <laughs> <laughs> okay so what were you saying about your break house power uh um, the way, okay, for its time, it was the high-performance uh, car. And the figures that I was putting out in terms of brake horsepower, they just don't really seem that exciting right now. Or oh. with the powers we've now got used to, where, you know, 600 brake horsepower seems to be still sports car territory uh, to some extent. Um, it just, uh, yeah, so... Actually, I might as well just say 0.4, just so I'm not talking riddles. So it featured yeah. a mid-mounted... Could you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So the car featured uh, a mid-mounted V6 engine, which at launch was 3 litres and then later upgraded to 3.2 litres from 1997. And the car originally produced 270 horsepower uh, with 285 newton metres of torque. And nice. uh, with the later generation, the 3.2 was up to 290 horsepower and 304 newton meters so th- those figures they seem you know, modest don't they they seem very days. modest yeah uh, whereas, but still it's the delivery bro that is true because the acceleration on these cars was supposed to be yeah it was just supposed to be instantaneous and that's one of the key features of it <laughs> Sorry, i'm just because you've unhighlighted your clues i've just seen the last clue <laughs> did you forget to put something into the end of that sentence because i where i'm reading it it just says it was the first car to have a mass produced (laughs) blank big pause (laughs) no i just forgot to unhighlight it (laughs) um yeah so oh we might as well say the last one but it it was the first car to have a mass produced all aluminium monocoque body Ah, Um, yeah but was this a mass produced car Ah, okay. It was supposed to be, but they just didn't sell that many. <laughs> oh, that's sad time. Um, there, uh, one one of the years, uh, I was reading through some of the articles. I think there was a year where they sold eleven of these. Uh, I think maybe just in America, and so to drive up sales, they lowered the price by ten thousand pounds or something. And so the following year, they sold twenty six. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which, wow. just, I just thought, yeah, huge uptake. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought that was hilarious. It was just from 11 to 26, but it's, it, I'm guessing they wanted to sell more, but it just didn't work out. But, huh? you know, it's a, it's a great car. Um, and it was competing with the likes of the, you know, your Ferraris and the Porsches of the time. So, uh, and this would have been more reliable, I guess, because it's Honda. Oh, oh, okay. 
Well, I think I think they're cool as hell. Uh, yeah. Would well, I? Hey. We've not said what the car is yet, have we? <laughs> oh, whoops. Yeah, okay. So for anyone that's still guessing, uh, the car's uh, a Honda NSX and it's a Mark 1 that we were referring to. The Mark 1. The Mark 1. Mark but one. yeah, sorry, as you were saying, James. I think they're cool as hell. And if you were to say, James, would you have one of these? Uh, if I was to get a... I don't actually know how much they are. Have you, have you looked at prices for them recently? Uh, I haven't. I believe they were around sixty to eighty k mark. I'm going to just go have a look. Let's have a let's put our guesses in before they come up. So you're going sixty to eighty k. I'm I'm going to say yeah, sixty k. I reckon they're going to be above the hundred hundred grand mark now with the way car cars are. Actually, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Whoa! Don't have some resolve, man. I think it's worth 60 to 80k. I think it's worth more. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's just, I always forget to factor in how you know, ridiculous car prices have got recently. So. so, there is one for sale. Uh, it is a 1997 three, oh, it's an auto. Yeah. Uh, 3.7, uh, sorry, 3 litre, not 3.7. It's done 13,000 miles. It's in green. It's a convert. Were they all convertibles? Uh, no, I think he... The removable roof. Yeah, that's what they had, yeah. Oh, it's got a tan interior. And that is on at £90,000. So somewhere in the middle of us, basically. But there's only one to go off, and it's an auto. Let's yeah. see if there's any on Car and Classic quickly. Actually, did, uh, well, I was on Vistling Head. Um, oh, yeah. There's a 1992 uh, with 125,000 miles um, for 65000 Ah, Nice. And is that a manual? That is a manual, yeah. Ah, nice. So, yeah, I guess you know, they probably start at low yeah. 60. Oh, there's one on current yeah. classic fit. I think they're... they probably say, oh, no, there's one on here for 45. Oh, that's an auto. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of these about. Um... Oh, this one's 140 grand. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're getting I mean, sidetracked. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see <laughs> old one. Honestly, they're just... Oh, yes, can, can you, you, can you find? Can you, yeah. can you loan me some money, Siri? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so yay or nay, seventy grand? Would you buy one? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. me too. Okay, just, and oh, sorry, you were gonna get so cool and yeah, this and VTech, 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 bro, VTech. Uh, okay, so end of mystery car and beginning of announcements. We have one for you this week. Do you want to deliver it or shall I deliver it, Hatter? Uh, I'll let you go for it, James. Okay, so this is a quick announcement to say about some new laws which have been passed for, or that have come into effect rather, for your use of mobile phone while driving. So you might yeah. think that these have actually been illegal for ages, but they haven't. There's actually been a loophole. Yeah. Uh, but for things such as, I think it's like scrolling through playlists, using the camera or video features, or even setting the navigation while traveling, you could technically do that before uh, and wiggle out of, of getting in trouble. Yeah, I, I thought doesn't... that was hilarious. Reason being, so you could be on Tinder and not get away. I mean, not be in trouble. Yeah, but that's the... <laughs> so, cruise down the M1 to get get, get everyone's catchments. <laughs> Just swiping away. <laughs> Do a U-turn and head back up north. <laughs> uh, but pretty much now that that is all all outlawed now. You just can't touch your phone aside from one exception, and that is uh, payments. I think so. It's you know because we all use yeah. um, 
Right, through drive-throughs or yeah, drive-throughs, tolls, whatever. Using your phone as a payment method, you're allowed to do that. But everything else, no. You can still you can still use your Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. That doesn't count. But in yeah. terms of actually touching your phone, it's a no-go unless you're paying for something. Yeah. Cool. We'll, End of we'll announcement. Keep that as an announcement. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Have you got anything else? No, no. no that for me, for the show. Oh, fantastic! Right. So, do you want to end this week, James? No, no, you do it so well. And oh, I'm thank seeing you. Whether you. I want to see whether you read out the uh, the oh so witty handle. <laughs> you get I'm wrong gonna, every I'm gonna, week. I'm gonna... <laughs> right, I'm gonna. Oh, hopefully not. Right. Oh, also, I forgot to make my generalization this week. Damn it. Oh, what what should we say? Um... All Hondas are boring. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that right so that brings us to the end of the podcast this week if you like what you've heard please click the notification icon to get an alert for when our next podcast is released you can also follow us on instagram where we will post sneak previews new snippets and some bloopers and also the occasional random picture uh, our handle is also witty automotive spelt auto M O A N T. Are you sure her test is not auto dash M dash? Yeah, I had to resist it so hard. Um, which is the brand that brings you the Fact and Fury series? Uh, alternatively, you can search for hashtag AME Cars. Uh, but I think that's the end of our show. Uh, it is. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care.